Next on BYU Sports Nation, the great debate. Talent or leadership, which matters more to the success of a team? The return of former BYU linebacker Big B, Brian Kill, joins us to give his thoughts on talent versus leadership. Ah, uh, yes. Brian with an I and Brian with a Y. Plus, which NFL free agent Cougars have the best shot to make a 53-man roster? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. It's been way too long since this duo sat together in Studio B. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, July 24th. For those of you living in Utah, hope you're enjoying your Pioneer Day for the other 49 states. Have a great regular day, (laughs) wherever and however you're connected. Always nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU marriage proposal expert, Brian Logan. That is absolutely a fact. Did you see the picture? I did. Of Mo Longy. Congratulations, man. Well, did she, she said yes, right? I hope so. I think she said yes. I'm assuming she said yes. So congratulations. Big Mo. Big Mo. With Brian's uh, tutelage, mm-hmm. set up a... An incredible proposal, and, plan, and now he is engaged. Hey, you know, I, I saw a lot of stuff on, uh, on on Twitter about, hey, come to BYU and you get you get married, right? <laughs> and it's true. And, and, you know, Jared makes fun of me all the time for saying, you know, come to Brigham and go to a bowl game. Well, come to Brigham, go to a bowl game, and get married. <laughs> and, and, and bring your wife to the bowl game. How cool is that, man? You get more money, you get extra gifts. Yeah, it all makes sense, man. Come to Brigham, go to a bowl game, get married, get married. and take your wife to the bowl game. There it is, right there. <laughs> somebody get somebody get a t-shirt made. It's good to have you back, man. I'm happy to be back. I mean, back, I know you've man. been doing the show with Jason and I, We haven't we haven't done this for like like 5 years, it's man. It's been too long. It's probably like a good year and a half probably. I would I, would, I think so. Can it's we fix long. this, please? Let's change this up. Dude, you you got to get ready for after further review as well. That's coming up in a few weeks with the start of BYU football fall camp. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that, man. I'm football's here, dude. Like this, my life is back. That sounds yes. bad, but my life is back. Well, <laughs> I get it, and a lot of people get it. By the way, the BYU 50 box today in the great state of Illinois. So good luck to everyone in Illinois as you battle to make it within the 30 minute window for your shot at the. Air Force Ones with royal blue Nike swooshes and the those. BYU 50 insignia on the back. The customs. I need those in my life, man. Among other things, the Taysom Hill hurdle t-shirt. It's all great stuff. So good luck, Illinois. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We live in a society where people are placing odds on things like, and this is not a joke, which quarterback is most likely to start at BYU? <laughs> yep. Bet SDI Sportsbook released the top 20 quarterback battles in college football. BYU included in the top 20. Joe Critchlow right now is the odds-on favorite to start at quarterback for BYU, followed by Tanner Mangum and Bo Hodge in a deadlock and Zach Wilson. Brian First and foremost, 
What is your reaction to Sportsbook's released odds for the BYU store starting quarterback battle? You know, I, I don't really know how betting works. I don't really gamble or anything like that. Hashtag betting's wrong. Um, yes, thank you. Uh, I think it's kind of weird, but yet I put myself in their shoes, and, and they must be as bored as we are. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> to, to come up with something like this, like, come on, man. You could, There's so many other things in the sports world that that you could place bets on but you go you come to little old Brigham <laughs> on the quarterback battle like this it's 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 fun man it's cool um and and my second thing is i, I think i said this last year you know if you want to win put jojo in you know and and even though they're saying this right um i'd have to disagree and and i would say you know right now i think tanner makes the most sense to be the starter uh you have you look at his experience um, and I think just off of that alone, man, I want somebody that has actual game reps, quality reps, um, and that has, you know, proven to be a leader, uh, regardless if, if he hasn't been successful on the field or not, there's so many different variables of why injuries, et cetera. But I, I would say Tanner's got to be the guy. Now, does that mean he will keep the job? Right. I mean, that's, that's yet to, 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 you know, we, we got, we got to wait until, uh, the first couple of games so we can see that. But that's how I would look at it is give him, give him the job right now, and then let's see what happens. Tanner Mingham never seemed comfortable in the tight Emmer offense. He just didn't. And that, I'm not pointing blame at any one person or another why he didn't look comfortable or, in my opinion, didn't feel comfortable in that offense. But he looks and feels more at home right now and we haven't seen the Jeff Grimes offense, but everything I'm hearing and seeing and just his body language and his demeanor, he seems 100% more comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's, the, that's the biggest thing, man, is, is confidence, right? And when you walk – is, this is on the field or off the field. It doesn't really matter, right? Let's say you are walking into the, into the dance, you know, um, you know the, the senior ball or whatever, and you don't have a date, and you're like, you know what? I'm about to go snatch somebody's date. You know, somebody's somebody's date is getting t- is getting took tonight. And you walk in there, and you got the swag and the confidence, and and you have that mentality. You're gonna take somebody's date, you know, f- that night. And so it's the same thing with anything that you apply in life. And like you said, I've heard the same things with with Tanner and his confidence and his playmaking ability, his arm. I know he's done a few things to to change up. Um, you know, some technique with throwing. He's feel he's feeling comfortable. So I think I think you're right, man. Just off of that alone, I'm, I, that makes me feel good. Right scheme, right personnel, and I've compared this to the Matt Castle situation when he was the quarterback coming in for Tom Brady in New England. He takes over for Tom after he tears his ACL in Week One, goes on to have a fantastic season. Yep. But he's working with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, yep. and he's in a system. Mm-hmm. He goes to Kansas City, gets a lot of money to go to Kansas City. Wrong system. Wrong personnel. Didn't work out. Yeah. And it was largely a bust. Tanner Mangum, given the right personnel, the right coaching, the right confidence, I think can be a successful quarterback. And I think that that is what BYU is banking on. I will say this. Joe Critchlow coming out of spring football, I think he was the hardest to defend against because he knew where he wanted to go. He's yep. very cerebral. He is very much a system quarterback. He won't lose you a game. Right Now, he will follow directions. He'll do what he's told. He'll be looking in the right place but he doesn't have as much experience as Tanner Mangum, and it's going to be a fun battle to watch. Right now, I still think Tanner Mangum's the guy, followed by Joe Critchlow. Those are the one-two right there for me. Something else that is going to be fun to watch, man, is 
are former players, you know, former Cougars that are trying to make NFL rosters. Um, like you said earlier, football is here. NFL camps are starting. Uh, and with that being said, Spencer, mm-hmm. who are the top three former BYU players to make an NFL roster? Oh, man. Okay, so let's go ahead and just list the players that are in that free agency uh, bubble, bubble, if bubble, you will. Yeah, yeah, bubble. Okay, whether it, it bursts or not, that are trying to make a 53-man roster. Okay, there's Algie Brown with the Kansas City Chiefs, Micah Hanneman of the Cleveland Browns, Bronson Kafusi, believe it or not, is on the bubble a couple of years after being drafted in the third round by the Ravens. He's not a for sure. T. John Karoma with the Chiefs, Harvey Longy with the Patriots, Tomasi Laulile in Indianapolis, Jordan Leslie signed a futures contract with the Denver Broncos, Kai Nakua is in Baltimore, Jonah Trinman with the New York Jets, and DeAndre Wesley with the Buffalo Bills. So if I'm counting those correctly, that is 10. 10 guys vying to make a 53-man roster. Out of those 10 that we just read and that are on your screen if you're watching, I will rank them from most likely down. And I'm going to give you my top five. Give it to us. Give it to us. Number one. Bronson Kafusi, he signed a four-year contract with the Baltimore Ravens. They believe in him. He was injured, unfortunately, sat out his entire what would have been yeah. rookie campaign, right. slowed his progress. I know that John Harbaugh likes him. Bronson Kafusi is going to be on the roster for the Ravens. Harvey Longy went through a terrible car accident with the New England Patriots. They stuck by him. Yeah. He's better. He's healthy. He says he feels better than he has in a very long time. When you're in with Belichick... And that organization, you're in. Yeah, oh, you're in. You're yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. love Kyle Van Noy, too. Yeah. You better believe Kyle Van Noy is like, look, Harvey's a dude. He's my dude from BYU. He can ball. We should pay attention to him. I'm a dude. You're a dude. We're all dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I think Kai Nakua is going to make it with the Baltimore Ravens. He was on free agency wires for all of like 10 hours. The Browns cut him to make room for a quarterback. Kai was on the outside looking in, and the Ravens, knowing that he's a player, picked him up immediately, which tells me he is a yeah. valued commodity in the NFL. Definitely. He's going to make it with the Ravens. He's a ball hawk, dude. He just makes plays. Kai has always made plays his entire always. football career. Yeah, always, no matter what. Number four, DeAndre Wesley with the Buffalo Bills. Big drag. Yes. He's got the NFL body, does he not? He does, man. He does. And he, I mean, he came from a junior college. And so to me, and I, I don't say that. Usually I brag, right? Like, J.C. transfers. But the thing about J.C. transfers is it's your last opportunity, right? So I know if I don't get this, this if I don't make it, it's done. My opportunity to go D1. And that mentality sticks with you for the rest of your life. So you become a fighter, a scrapper. And that alone, man, to me, you know, outside of, you know, take everything away from paper, off of paper, right? Um, things that we can't really measure. I would, I would say that's what puts him probably in my top one, two, three. Okay. Know? So you like DeAndre Wesley even more so than like yep. Harvey Longyear kind of cool. I, I mean, I, the, when it comes to on paper and the politics, right? Like Bronson got drafted. Yeah, that, that holds weight. Injuries. Harvey, what, didn't he get like a, a huge signing bonus? He got the biggest signing bonus of any undrafted free agent. That right there, man. Like, I mean. It was six figures. Yeah, yeah that, that that's unheard of. That Like, they they love that, man. Yeah, you don't just yeah. give an undrafted free agent, you know, a six-figure signing bonus. That's 
that's I mean, that's crazy to me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I would say probably those top, those three. Okay. DeAndre Russell with Bills Mafia. He's got that NFL body. He made a name for himself in Baltimore, and he's got he has maintained a, st- a strong physicality NFL body presence. Number five for me, most likely Jordan Leslie. I think that the Denver Broncos saw enough from him and, and his tenacity with the Falcons and with the Browns. He had that yeah. incredible catch in, in a game, yeah. Yeah. in a game, an actual game, and then got hurt. Okay, but he's worked yeah. his way back up to be on a roster. I think Jordan's got a good shot to make it. As for the other five, not saying they can't. I'm just giving you odds because yeah. that's the word of the day of who I think will be <laughs> on a 53-man roster. Okay, Brian, I'm super excited to discuss this next topic with you because I feel like you have a a unique take on both sides of this, given the teams you played on at BYU in the years. What is more important to the success of a team, talent or leadership? You saw both ends of the spectrum and experienced ups and downs in 2009 and 2010. What are you going with, talent or leadership? I'm going with with leadership, man. Um, really? Yep, I'm going with leadership. Yeah, because I've been on teams like in 2009 uh, where we we weren't the most talented guys at all. And and quite frankly, if if I'm gonna be real, if we're gonna go to real talk a little bit early, BYU has never really, and from my understanding, right. And since I've been around the program, I think it's been different. There's been more talent. But in, in years past, my understanding is that BYU has never really won games based off of talent. It's been on hard work. It's been on leadership, doing things right on the field and off the field. We know that you guys run four threes. Where's, where's my camera? This one. We know you run four threes. We know you six foot five. But it doesn't matter, though. We're still going to beat you. Why? Because we're going to work harder. We want it more. We're more dedicated. And... Those things right there to me is it comes down to this thing, this saying, right? Which is hard work beats talent every single time, man. I'm five six. There's no way in the world a five six corner should be able to one get a Division one scholarship and then start, right? And and to, to me, it, it was always I'm going to outwork you. Yeah, I can't I can't eat vegetables or do anything to make me grow, but anything that I can control, I'm going to do that. And that right there to me stuck with me. And then something that I love with, with Bronco is, you know, the best 11 players that play together are going to play. Oh, that, that not, right there. Is not a, the best 11 players. Is leadership and a coach. Not oh. the best 11 players. No, 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 no. The best 11 players that can play together. All of that, man. That's long. I'm sorry. Leadership. Wow. See, I thought. That is because I know you're a big proponent of leadership and consistency, and I think those those words are synonymous with discipline, exactly. which is what you did as a football player. You BYU was based on discipline and consistency. Yes, in those years of success in 2006 through 2009, it's all it was based on. Great players, but not the best players, and, right? And, and, and think about, you know, when, when Kalani uh, took over and the turnovers, right? And you saw the talent, right? And people, we were all, even former players, were like, man, this, these guys are talented. These are individuals making standout, you know, individual plays, right? But you, you rewind to, to, to Bronco when I was playing. We weren't getting, you know, three, four interceptions. But you know what? 
the the offense was going to make a mistake before we made a mistake. You weren't going to drive, you know, uh, eighty yards on us. You know, if you if you got the ball at the twenty or thirty, yeah, you got it. Okay, now you got a chance. You got less opportunity to make a mistake. But if if we get you on the other twenty, there's no way. There's no way We're, you're going to make a mistake before we make a mistake. And that's and that's how we got off the field. I love this topic. No question, you can't win games without some talent. Okay, so if I got to lean one way, and I, and I'm with you, man. I, I feel like. If you had to pick one, like, okay, am I going to take the dude that runs a 4-3-5 uh, but is not super disciplined um, and we're kind of going to have to hope that he obeys the rules compared to a guy that runs a 4-5-6 right. but is always in the right place, works hard, exactly, and I'm never getting after him because he understands the playbook and yep. he knows what BYU is about. I'm probably going to lean towards the four, five, six, dude, yeah. because I don't have to worry about him, and I feel like he will mesh better in a team atmosphere. And that's that's that that's you literally just broke down what Bronco and the coaching staff how they viewed me, literally right there. And the thing is, when you get both, when you get a great athlete that is willing to mm, do that, Kyle, then, Van, Kyle Van Noy, right? Then you have something very, very special, exactly. and that's what BYU is looking for. Exactly, hard to find, it hard is. to find, but that's what BYU is looking for. Which brings us to our question of the day: What is more important to the success of a team, talent or leadership? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. The juices are flowing now. First response from at Otis Mitoka Ami on Twitter. That's Whoa. an outstanding Twitter handle. Wow. In sports, I lean toward talent. Talented and disciplined never can have too much talent. Hmm. But if you have to pick one. You got to pick one, man. You can't pick both. If you have to pick one, are you going to go with disciplined and leadership or are you going to go with talent? Mm-hmm. You take risks, you take chances, sometimes it works out, sometimes it absolutely burns you. This is the conundrum that BYU is in year in and year out. <laughs> so true, man, so true. Good uh, good conversation, man. I was glad to be back. Yeah. Coming up, the winner of the ballroom battle. Wow. Talent or leadership, how does it affect the <laughs> ballroom battle? And Brian with a Y, Brian Keel, joins Brian with an I and myself on what he thinks is more important to the success of a team, talent or leadership. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, returns on August 7th, Dave McCann, Uncle B, David Nixon, and myself. Now wait, shouldn't you say Brian Logan first before you say the rest of those names? Well, see, that was in my contract in the last couple of shows I've heard. Yeah. You guys say it. I've, yeah. I've got moved to the end, so I don't know. I guess I gotta, you know, negotiate that. You gotta get again. your agent on that. I thought I was. Yeah, to, uh, I thought I was in the front. But it's okay. up. It's okay though. You know, speaking of leadership, you know, in order to to uh, you know be a a leader, in order to lead, you have to be led. So I'll go ahead and step in the back, um, and you know, join join us right. And uh, it's probably one of my favorite favorite shows, um, and I would say just overall discussions breaking down. X's and O's will get you guys educated on <laughs> what football is really all about. 
Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation always open on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day, and it is a loaded one. What is more important to the success of a team? Talent or leadership? From at Landon underscore Liston underscore 12 on Instagram. Both are really important. Yes, that's why we asked the question. But leadership creates talent. So leadership. Now, that's an interesting take. I don't know if Whoa. I agree with that. Whoa. I agree with that. Really? I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much. Like, every individual has a talent max, right? But you can, you can exceed that by hard work and, you know, other things to kind of either exceed the gap or, or, or exceed it or make up the gap, right? Whatever the case is. Let's bring in a third voice to join this conversation. Hashtag BYUSN if you would like to join the conversation. Brian with a Y. Brian Keel is back with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Brian, nice to have you back, man. Fellas, what's up, man? I just, first and foremost, just want to apologize for yesterday. Sorry I couldn't connect with you guys. I was in the woods away from civilization with no connectivity, <laughs> so I apologize. No, all Spencer, good, man. man. Te- you know, Spencer, I actually texted him. I was like, B, let's, let's get the, the big B and the little B show back going. <laughs> and I'm coming on tomorrow, so act like you have some phone difficulties. And then we'll go <laughs> ahead and get the, the, the launch, the relaunch of the big B, little B it show. It was meant to be, Brian. I Can I get an amen? Strategic <laughs> planning right there. <laughs> Brian, we've got uh, a great conversation rolling, and I know you just heard us present the question of the day, but we want to hear your opinion. What is more important to the success of a team, and specifically a football team, leadership or talent? Man, that that is a good question. I'm going with C, both. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can say one is more important. I mean, honestly, I think at the end of the day, talent edges out leadership because if you have a bunch of fantastic leaders that all run six at 40 <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna beat anybody on the flip side if you have a bunch of hooligans that all run four two forties and bench 500 pounds like you're gonna beat some people even if you know they're a bunch of of hooligans so i mean obviously those are the extreme cases but yeah i don't know that's a tough so a group of my friends, we, we had this discussion, guys that I played with later after my mission at BYU, and I think I've said this on the air before, I don't know, but the most talented team, in my opinion, that I played on at BYU was 2002. Really? And we, and we went 5-7. and seven. And I said that to a bunch of guys that I played with in 06 and 07, and they didn't believe me. They're like, whatever, right? And so I started naming off guys on that team that played in the NFL, there's, there was 12 guys mm. on that team in 2002 that played in the NFL. Six of them got drafted, mm. and we went five and seven. See. Anyway, back to your question: What you know? Why 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 were we so bad in 02? I think because leadership. I don't think we had very good leadership. I think so. In, in 2001, it was Gary Croton's first year, and they had Brandon Doman, they had Luke Staley. Um, Doman is you know just one of the the best leaders that I've seen just a, just a great guy, you know, rally the troops, lead them into battle, that kind of guy. I think losing him and losing some of those other players really hurt us in the O two. You need both. 
end of the day, leaders and you need talent. Because if you don't got talent, you ain't going to win. Who are the top leaders you played with from 2005 to 2007? Who were those guys? Um, man, we had some good dudes. Um, the general, of course, Cameron Benson, was a fantastic leader. Um, John Beck was, was as good of a leader as, as you'll find. You know, he's the type of guy, he's just everything you want out of the quarterback. He's there early, he stays late, he's out there on the field with his receivers running routes. He's in the film room. I mean, he's doing every, I mean, I talked to him like when he was in the NFL, there was that year where there was the lockout and um, you couldn't, you, so you, you couldn't go to the team facility, even if you wanted to, like you, you weren't allowed to go there. They sent us like each team sent you a notice. You couldn't go there. And then there was like in the middle of that lockout, there was like this one day period where some federal judge, or I don't remember what happened, but they lifted the lockout. Beck was in San Diego. He got on a plane and flew out to Washington and sat in the facility and studied film all day until they, it was like one day, then they relifted the lockout and put it back on and he came home. Wow. Like that's the type wow. of guy. I know you talk about going the extra mile. I talk about going the extra 3000 miles, <laughs> but that's, but that's just who he was. You know, he's just a gym rat. Um, then you had other guys, you know, like Curtis Brown, I mean, just a fantastic leader. Just we had, and we had a lot of guys like that on our team, and that's really what made the difference. That's why we were so good during those years. What are the attributes that they had that made them such great leaders? I mean, I know you talked you know, about John being, being an example of getting to the to the workout facility and all that, but like, what what are some characteristics of personalities that made them great leaders? Yeah, so there's different types of leaders. Like you have the vocal leaders, and Cameron and John both fit that bill. Um, you know, they did, they did everything they were supposed to do, and they were really vocal and, you know, would get in people's face when they weren't doing stuff they were supposed to do, et cetera, et cetera. And then you also had – we had great leaders who, who just did their job, and that's leadership in my opinion. When you show up every day, when you work your tail off, you know, guys like Nate Mickle, you know, I think is, is the perfect example of that, a guy who's kind of the unsung hero, does the dirty work, works his absolute tail off in the weight room was, you know, pound for pound, probably the strongest guy on the team, you know, pound for pound. I'd put what his, some of his numbers that he did in the weight room up with anybody. I mean, he had really good numbers in the weight room. The guy weighed like 160 pounds, you know, or whatever he weighed, but, but, you know, he wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't a captain. He wasn't out there in front, you know, really vocal, but he did everything he was supposed to do. And we had, you know, we had a dozen guys on our team like that. And I, I really think that made the difference. Brian, I um, talked to, to Spencer earlier about uh, probably my favorite Bronco quote, and it, it wasn't even like he was giving us like a rah-rah speech. He was actually almost like, you know, kind of talking, I don't want to say bad or down, but he was letting us know how it was going to be um, and, and, and the guys that were going to play. And he said, I don't care who the best 11 players on the field are, are, are going to be. I want the best uh, 11 guys that can play together. Right. That's the, those are the guys that are that are going to play. And I feel like, um, you know, to, to if we could answer the question that right as far as leadership versus talent, that right there in that statement to me, you know, kind of answers it for us. Right. And, and I want to just get your thoughts on that, especially, you know, playing under Bronco and, and seeing the differences of, you know, guys that are uh, or, or all living guys that are talented versus, you know, guys that can play together that are the best. Yeah, you see that. I think you see that a lot in um, like an NBA, like 
you know, the Olympic dream team or whatever, you know, the different Olympic teams that the, the NBA has sent to the Olympics, sometimes those teams like just run through the competition and it's not even, it's not even close. And sometimes like, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not super up on the years, but I want to say like 2004 or something like that, where they went out to the Olympics and like lost, yeah, kind of yeah. embarrassed the U S and we were talking about, you know, Hall of Famers, all stars on this team. And they went out and got beat by a bunch of guys who probably are like used car salesmen on the side <laughs> from whatever country they're from. Like they're, they're not even like they wouldn't some of these guys that probably wouldn't even make an NBA team, you know? And it, yeah, it just goes back to, that's a great, great statement. What Bronco said there. Um, and it makes sense. Like if you can't play together, it doesn't matter how good you are and football, so that's basketball. I mean, you, we've seen with LeBron, what one really good player can do to a sucky team. Well, basketball is a team sport, but the ultimate team sport is football. So, yeah, if there's a sport where that matters the most, it's definitely football. Because if you don't play together, you can't, you can't perform. Former BYU linebacker standout, played in the NFL. Brian Keel is with us on BYU Sports Nation. With the increasingly difficult schedules that BYU is playing, Brian, what will equal success for BYU in the 2018 season in terms of a win-loss record? That's, man, that's a tough question. Um Success is like, it's just one of those things where it's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Success is in the eye of the beholder, man. Because you could talk to 10 people and ask them, you know, what's a successful season? You can get 10 different answers. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I used to be, like, I used to hear this all the time, like, from BYU fans, and it really bugged me. Um, they're like, I don't care if we lose every game as long as we beat Utah. And I was like, screw that. Like, I want to win every game and beat Utah, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, Facts. That being said, like it's been so long since we beat those jokers. Like, I really, 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 really could go for a win over Utah. Like, <laughs> like, like, like really, like I really, I really could go for one of those. Like, it's been a long time, and I live in Salt Lake County, and I have to deal with with these these turkeys on a on a daily basis, <laughs> and I'm trying to get sick of it. So. I'm almost with you with that, man. You know what? That's that's, that's funny. I would never have thought I would agree with that statement until you just you know brought it to light. I'm there with you, man. If we, you know, if we if we if, if we win, man, um, you know, let's go out and celebrate afterwards. Uh, you know, let's get chocolate wasted on you. You know, you play. You got NFL ice, money, ice so ice cream on me. Ice cream on me. Oh, great you know stuff. I, I was talking. I was talking to somebody about that. There's like a whole generation of kids that don't know what a BYU win over Utah is. Crazy. And I, somebody else brought up that point, and it like it was like it like hurt my soul. Yeah. Just thinking about that, <laughs> that, like there's this whole there's this whole generation of kids that live here in the state that just kind of think that Utah is way better than BYU. It's like no, 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 no. See, man, do it for the kids. Let's let's, let's yeah. get gotta, that win. Yeah, let's do it for the kids. I think we it. need a new T-shirt for BYU Utah Week that just says "Do it for the children." <laughs> do it for the children. Royal <laughs> blue with white lettering. <laughs> do it for the children. Do Brian, it for the children. All right. Great to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time, and uh, enjoy the rest of your Pioneer Day in Utah. Hey, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Brian Keel on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, more responses from the voice of the nation on this amazing topic, leadership versus talent. Do it for the children. And next, we go between the lines to find out which BYU athlete 
has the best dance moves. We've been waiting a week for this. Go, Lauren. Ballroom specialist go, Lauren. Lauren McLean it, Lauren. It, is with Lauren. us between go, the lines next go, on BYU Sports go, Nation. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. BYU Sports Nation, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Led off by Corbin Kafusi, who was one of 24 defensive ends to make the Nagurski Award watch list. Five other players from independent conferences also made the Nagurski Award watch list. Good luck to Corbin in the approaching 2018 season. Jonah Trinerman and the Jets rookies report to camp today. The Jets non-rookies report on Thursday. Good luck to Jonah. BYU basketball posting their most recent basketball roster. Of note, Braden Shaw, not on that roster. Taylor Mon and Evan Troy, walk-ons. Shaw played one game last season due to injury. The team includes two seniors and eight juniors. So while there are only two seniors, they are getting more experience with that influx of eight junior players. Baseball head coach Mike Littlewood announces that there will be no walk-on tryouts held this fall. The dream is over for Brian Logan. He said that we are too deep and we are balling so hard this year. Don't even try. No, I'm just fine. The, the Bat-Cats are currently set to return 20 players from last year, 15 which have starting experience. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's a good problem to have for Mike Littlewood and BYU it's Baseball. Joining us now in Studio B is the fabulous Lauren Frankum McLean. You got it right. Between the lines. I know. I've Shout been working out to Steve. On you got it right. Cognitive effort <laughs> to not just say Lauren Frankum, but to say either Lauren McLean or Lauren Frankum McLean. I appreciate it. It, it feels line. complete. It feels whole. Lines. Yeah. Like it's written yeah. down right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Lauren <laughs> McLean. <laughs> it's only been a year and a half, Spence. And hey. Hey, sometimes it just takes a little while for, uh, some, right. for special people to get things right. You are, spe- you are special. We've been sitting on this ballroom dance competition thing for a week. Yep. And uh, I know that Jerem Jordan loves, loves it when you loves like lay out the scenario and then don't give us anything <laughs> after that. But here it is. We're actually going to get something today. That's right. We've, we've been talking about talent and leadership today. Mm-hmm. It takes a whole lot of that to be good on the ballroom dance floor. Brian, you're about to find out yep. in our Final between the lines ballroom battle as we go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. They got in their practice. And now it's time to perform. Luke and Nicole. Sabrina and Jai. Corbin and Brody. They're ready to face off in the first ever Between the Lines Ballroom Battle. Luke, you're used to pressure situations, but how are you feeling right now? Feel pretty confident. We've uh, ran through this quite a few times now, so I think we'll uh, we'll be ready. All right, Nicole, what are you guys dancing today? We're dancing the cha-cha. Oh, no! What? Oh, no! We have a special guest judge here, Bronze Capusi. What, what brings you out today, Bronze? Well, I'm pretty excited to witness greatness here, so should be good. All right, on that note, let's do this.
good, look at that. Yeah, she's got some serious flight going on. We're gonna see what the judges have to say, all right? I thought you guys did great. I would love to have seen you just kind of explode a little bit more. Yeah, a little more passion. Luke, you were so loud on your feet. You were like Peter Pan up there. Thank you. <laughs> Loved it. Thank you, I appreciate that. The moment you did your basketball throw, it really activated your partner. Really nice. Right. I made that shot, by the way. Sabrina, how are you feeling right now? Pretty nervous, but I'm excited. All right, what are you guys gonna be dancing? We're gonna be dancing a Brazilian samba today, and Sabrina's gonna absolutely kill it. Okay, Sabrina, I thought you were great. I loved your, your passion, the, the smiling, the energy. Thanks. Wow. That should be your celebration from now on. I liked your feet. You had very quick feet, so that's great. Congratulations. Thanks. I appreciate it. Corbin, you've been a dancer since, you, since 73, but have you ever been in a pressure situation like right now? A lot of times, you know, especially at the disco, a lot of pressure, one-on-one -on -one dance battles, but, you know, I'm used to this. All right. And what are you guys dancing today? We'll be dancing the Foxtrot. Good soft joints, yeah. huh? Yeah, he does. Nice huh? soft moves, yeah. yeah. Picks her up like a feather. Heisman. There we go. I loved how you looked toward the, toward the judges and gave us a little personality check there. <laughs> well, Corb, that was good. But just know your seventh grade performance, Foxtrot, was much better. <laughs> it was the tango, so they're different. <laughs> I want to ask, did you enjoy your performance? I did. I could see that. Good job. All right, good work, you guys. Now we're going to allow some time for the judges to deliberate. So what do you think dancing is about? I think energy. That's right. I, I like it. Look at a good posture, some good moves. I thought Sabrina had a lot of presence. For Corbin, he just made everything look really smooth and continuous. That was beautiful. It's time to hear the results from our judges. Well, we felt that everybody did a great job. Hey, this is a difficult thing, right? You guys just kind of were put on the spot really, really, really quickly. With that said, in third place, we have chosen... Luke Worthington. How do you feel about the result? A little disappointed, but I think we gave it our all. Good work, guys. Get up for them. This was a tough one, but in second place today, we are granting Sabrina. Sabrina. All right, you, your head drooped a little bit when you heard that result. How are you feeling right now? I'm disappointed, but it's okay. Simon over there didn't like us. That's all. I told you that from the beginning. He didn't like us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was fun. You guys did a great job. Good work. 
which leaves our Between the Lines Ballroom Battle winners. Give it up for Corbin and Brody. What do you think really sealed the deal for these judges? For me personally, I feel like I kind of winked at him once, and I don't know what it was. It was magical, though. All right, well, congratulations, you two, our first winners. Good work. Oh, my gosh. This makes you guys want to dance, huh? You were dancing. Seriously, all oh, those guys are goobs, but I love them so much. He, he Corbin is a renaissance man. Yeah. He can do it all. Yeah. He was really, really good. I mean, yeah. He yeah. he was. I mean, he's fluid. I, I, th- he I thought fluid. he was winking. You know, at me. Yeah, I was. I was sucked in. It made you camera. feel that connection. Yeah, I, I was there. Yeah. It was like I was a judge. It was there, guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL using the hashtag BOU BTL. And next week on Between the Lines, we're doing a behind the scenes of Lavelle Edwards Stadium to get you hyped up for this football season. So don't miss it. All right. Nice. I'm already hyped up. Are dinosaur bones included in this report? Did you Did you know about this? I'm sorry, There was a rumor bones? that dinosaur bones were at one point under Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I need your research team to get on this, Lauren. Okay? <laughs> okay, we will. You find out. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start digging in the middle of the field to see what Can we I help find. You? Can I help yeah, you? yeah. Okay, okay cool. Come. Coming up, our elite voice of the day. Ah, uh, yes. Who deserves that? Talent versus leadership. That conversation continues. Brian with a Y. Brian Keel said talent. Brian with an I says leadership. What do you think? More of that next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hey, hey, Between the hey. Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYUSN on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to continue the engagement. Make sure that you are always using the hashtag BYUSN. That was a very, very sincere request on your part, Brian. Yeah. The tone of that was just kind of like a, please, like, hel- help the children. Please. I mean, like, this is, I, <laughs> I said this earlier, this is my life. <laughs> it, 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 it's so sad to me. and It's so hard when I don't get to spend time here. So you guys make it all worth it for me. Keep the so piano please, music rolling. Okay? Please, please, please use the hashtag. But first, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> I love you guys. Okay, keep, keep it rolling. I'm nothing without there's you. The, there's an overwhelming tone now taken onto the show based off of what Brian Keel told us as well. There's a whole generation of children that have never experienced a BYU over Utah win in football. How sad. Do it for the children. For the little BYU ones. over Utah, 2018. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. I can't high-five you. That's me and Jason's thing. Whatever, dude. It, let's, it's, let's pound it. It started with us before it was you and Jason in Studio I B. know, but it just feels like Come on, oh, man. It feels weird, like I'm cheating on him or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what also started a long time ago? The countdown. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. 39 days. 39 days away. BYU and Arizona in Tucson. And that has us thinking more about today's question of the day. What is more important to the success of a team, talent or leadership? First, a tweet in from Ames Flames on Twitter. I think last year's record shows that leadership is crucial. BYU had talent. Mm. We had all the potential Mm. we needed. 
but no one to enforce execution, thus leadership. Preach. Brian Keel joined us earlier in the show, and he had this to say in regard to the leadership versus talent conversation. A group of my friends, we, we have this discussion, guys that I played with later after my mission at BYU, and I think I've said this on the air before, I don't know, but the most talented team, in my opinion, that I played on at BYU was 2002. Really? And we, and we went 5-7. and seven. How about that? The most talented team Brian Keel played on, in his opinion, 2002, that team goes 5-7. and seven. Why? Because of a lack of leaders in the locker room. Yep. You, you need talent, no question. And Brian, t- in his defense, he said, you can have a bunch of hooligans that run 4-2 or 4-3-40s and bench 500 pounds and figure out a way to win some games. Mm-hmm. But if you have... Like, and you can have guys, a bunch of guys that are great leaders but are slow and not strong, and you won't win any games. However, right. if you get, I don't know, on a grade scale of A to F, you get a B or a B-minus level player who has A-level leadership and A-level uh, consistency and discipline, you can maximize that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I think Michael Jordan is probably the best story, right? I mean, he he gets cut. Uh, comes back and, you know, works his butt off, and he ends up being the best player of all time. And I think that right there is a, a true, true testament to, you know, hard work will will, will beat talent. But you got to really break down leadership and what, what does that mean? And Brian said it really, really well, which, are, which is there's guys that do the dirty work. They, you know, are there early. They leave late. Uh, they, they, you know, do what they're asked on the field. They're always in the right position. They know the playbook. They get good grades, yada, yada, yada. That is, that's leadership right there. But it's also working hard, right? And so I'm going to outwork my, you know, opponent, and I'm going to eventually win because of that. But if I got somebody who's talented and who works hard and, uh, and, and has that leadership— It's special. Alabama is the best is probably look at the whole pool of the SEC and the amount of kids and the talented amount of kids right that can play at in the SEC but Alabama rises to the top cuz you look at at Nick Saban look at the leadership right yeah. to me and the players yeah. follow suit yeah they know that they're not disciplined they're not doing what they're told they're not going to play. No, exactly. So you know what? Psh, whatever. Yes, yes, sir. How high? What do you want me to do? I'm doing it. We need to come up with a grading scale of like talent, leadership, discipline, and like rate yeah. the players on that. Because a guy like John Beck, John Beck was not an A-plus quarterback. He was like an A-minus or B-plus quarterback, but his ability to lead and do other things pushed that up to like an A-minus, exactly. right? A- right? A- exactly, man. Exactly. Coming up, we bring you the whip. Oh, yes. And it is loaded. Also, <laughs> if you've recovered from what Corbin Kafusi did as a ballroom dancer, then we've got something else for his resume. In the whip. And our elite voice of the day, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Brian Keel. Brian with a Y. And Brian with an I in Studio B. Sorry, Dennis Pitta. Out of time. We definitely didn't run out, Dennis. I got your back, Dennis. <laughs> if you miss any part of this show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whoosh, whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar yeah. Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Jonah Trineman and the New York Jets rookies report to camp today. 
The Jets' non-rookies report on Thursday. Good luck, Jonah. Football. Corbin Kafusi was one of 24 ends to make the Nagurski Award watch list. Five other players from independent conferences made the watch list as well. SDI Sportsbook gives BYU sophomore Joe Critchlow the best odds of being the starting quarterback at BYU this season. We really are in the doldrums of July. <laughs> Tanner Mangum and Bo Hodge tied behind him and Zach Wilson, according to SDI Sportsbook, fourth most likely. Basketball. BYU basketball posted their most recent basketball roster. Braden Shaw is not listed on the roster. Taylor Mont and Evan Troy are walk-ons. Shaw only played one game last season due to injury. The team will include two seniors and eight juniors. Baseball. Head coach Mike Littlewood announces there will be no walk-on tryouts held this fall. The Batcats currently set to return 20 players from last year's squad. 15 of which have starting experience. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Brian, do the honors. Corbin Kafusi. Hey, not only is he named to the Nagurski Award watch list, he won the ballroom battle. Fluid dance moves. Renaissance man. Yeah. Whenever I see you out in public, man, I'm going to wink to you. You're going to wink back. Actually, we should come up with a handshake like... Boom, 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 and then like and a wink. wink. Yeah, okay. There we go. We're on we should it. maybe do a, a Corbin move. Dance move in there. <laughs> a box trot move. Right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Question of the day: What is more important to the success of a team, talent or leadership? Our elite voice of the day from at Jcar Camp on Twitter. I've seen more than a few talented teams crumble due to lack of leadership. Mm. Riley Nelson wasn't the most talented quarterback on the roster when he played. But he was the leader that BYU needed. His leadership, along with those legendary luscious locks, <laughs> helped BYU win games. By the way, Riley Nelson, the last quarterback at BYU to lead a team to 10 wins and a ranking in the top 25 of the coaches' poll. What a coincidence. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Brian and Spencer, shout-out to Micah Matsuzaki. Do it for the children. <laughs>